Bryson podcast where it's uh, three sisters. I'm Grace. And this is Robin. I'm Clover. And uh, we built this fort when we were younger out of this like dead tree that fell over and it was just the sickest thing ever. We and made booby traps uh, with hay twine where you'd pull the trigger and it would let down pine cones. And yeah. It had little hooks and like booby and we'd traps. And we'd be in there yeah. with like water guns and we'd have like a box of like horse poop that like flew from the tree to like hit people. I'd say we lived in that little fort more than we slept inside the house. So we just named it. We're like, ha, huh, what is all of our names together? And we're like, Crayson. And then honestly, just like last year, I found out that like a Crayson is a cranberry and a raisin. <laughs> but I was like, ah, oh, whatever. <laughs> um, Still a wholesome name. But yeah, we painted a little sign that said Crayson and put that on our little fort as well. Mm-hmm. And anyway... We were just going to kind of go into um, a little backstory of ourselves um, and, like, how we grew up. Yeah. And um, so we kind of all grew up on a 40-acre farm outside of a small town, Upton. There um, we raised horses, cows, sheep, pretty much any kind of... Uh, forest or farm <laughs> forest, forest animal. animal. We raised uh, forest raccoons. Animals. Yeah, that's what we. <laughs> Rabbits, all of those. It was. I think John Denver says it best, where it's like, I think there's this kind of joy that can only be experienced with a large family, uh, like living a pretty hard and simple life, and that's the kind of joy that we've definitely been living with ever since. And um, I guess we'll just kind of go into it. A few years ago, um, we lost all of it. Our parents, they split up pretty abruptly. And it was a pretty whack situation. But overall, we don't have, you know, the 40 acres. We don't have the pond. We don't have any of our animals. And I think we all kind of like lost ourselves a little bit and it was just a way to just throw us out into the world just completely into oblivion and um from there we learned so much but we've been carrying with us the same eyes that grew up on that little farm yeah and just yeah I remember just certain points after leaving the farm just so badly missing the sound of birds singing you know just because that's what we woke up to every morning was birds singing and there was the beautiful sun right there beaming into our house during the mornings and it was yeah like super you always could just run in the trees and it was just quiet you weren't ever like really we never really like were surrounded by like people that much it was just like the sisters Bo, and just all the animals all together so yeah when that went away it was like we almost like the animals felt like family so it was definitely huge like Learning and healing experience after. But, yeah, like, me and Robin, we used to go up in the trees, Um, and I just remember this whole area being, like, the bad trees, and, like, there were these witches (laughs) that we had to, like, go up and fight, and, like, it actually felt so real, and, like, that was our, like, that was our life every single day. We'd, like, go to our little cabin that Dad built. It was, like, um, like, what, like, five feet tall, and... 
It was just the cutest thing. I had like a little kitchen and we had wood plates in it and we'd go to the pond, get mud, put them in this cupcake thing and make mud food. <laughs> and we had a little window and like our animals would come like peek in the window at us. And we're like, hey, get out of there. <laughs> you are cooking. And then we had these little flower stools. They had like a purple top, but they were like on a wood stump. Oh, I forgot on. about those. Yeah. And that was place. Remember that little like kitchen set? Yeah. That was and then we've got true. this older sister. She, she was there, but it was like uh, she she's kind of like a mother. She's definitely uh, she definitely had a mom vibe growing up. Yeah, <laughs> which is funny. But yeah, we, the cabin was the meeting point, and then we had this huge barn, and we made up this game called Monster Around the Shed. It was so much fucking fun. Yeah, we'd play that hours into the night. Someone would go out and hide. They'd be the monster. And the others had to make it all the way around the barn, like, through the krill and everything, all the way back without getting touched. But it got, like, so intense. Like, people would be, like, hiding on top of the barn. And this barn was, like, (laughs) huge. And... Yeah, it was just so fun. And then fun. we had a mean sheep that was in the pen. You had to get around that without getting attacked by him. Yeah, and his name was Rambo. He's a very, like, prominent memory. <laughs> yeah. And we even had a game where he would ram you. Or if you got rammed by him, you had to, like, freeze. And then the only way to be able to move is if someone came and, like, crawled under your legs. And so he would just sit there and ram you, like, over and over. <laughs> He'd pretty much just be on your knees after that. Oh, yeah. He was, like, a little bum lamb that we had when we were little, and we'd sleep in the barn with him. Yeah, so like, we were, like, all homies. Yeah, he was so nice. And then one night, <laughs> I went out and got the eggs for the chickens. <laughs> and so, so I'm getting the eggs, you know, I'm carrying the basket back, and I'm like, oh, hey, Rambo, you know, because he's been so nice this whole time. And then he just, like, looks at me, and his eyes, you know, it's dark, so his eyes are, like, red. And then he just comes at me and starts hitting me, like, ramming me to the ground. The eggs are broken. And then, you know, Grace is at the window of the house. And just watching. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. He is transformed. Yeah, that was the start of Rambo. <laughs> and, uh, yeah... Yeah, and then there was a game, um, a lot of times it would get really muddy, but there'd always be a a big metal thing that held a hay bale, and we would run around that also, and, you know, there was just different games where, like, the ram would also be trying to, like, hit you, but you'd be running around it, or trying to jump into the pen. Yeah, and just, like, every day during the summer, just waiting to get into the pond, and ride the horses in there and have Clover lead them in there because sometimes they wouldn't want to go in and there's creepy frogs in the mud so we didn't want to jump off and one winter I didn't know what do they call mud puppies pollywogs Pollywogs. I didn't know those were a thing I guess mom put them in our pond but it was like the snow was starting to melt and there's all these dead looking creatures just around the pond and I still have the memory in my head I'm like what the fuck were those things like they were creatures aliens and it was this terrible scene of like frogs in their mouth just frozen and that summer I don't think we really swam in the pond yeah, yeah I was pretty I thought I was dreaming because I didn't know for sure if that was real or not yeah, yeah. it did not feel real that was fucked mm-hmm 
Oh yeah, we had the, remember this one mean rooster we had. Uh, it chased Bo. Bo was like two years old and uh, chased yeah. Bo into the cabin yeah. and like attacked him. But then Sunny <laughs> saved him. Yeah, our dog Sunny. <laughs> oh man. And so the only words you know Bo could talk at that time was like, "Sunny saved me." <laughs> <laughs> and we come home from school and Bo's just—he's like two and he's just on top of the barns, just running around. He was straight up from Wild. another planet. He like didn't talk. So he was like five, but he watched us his whole life and would just do everything we did. His little alien oh, might yeah. like, oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, even when he was like two, he'd wear this like raccoon hat and like make bear noises and act like an animal. <laughs> and he'd run out the four-wheeler with the dogs and bark at it and we're like, jump on. And we'd drive off and leave him and he'd freak out. It's like, you can't keep up. <laughs> Get on the four-wheeler, you animal. Yeah, and then he'd always try to be a raccoon. Yeah, he loved raccoons and then he loved i think it was like he was obsessed with airbags after that yeah he just gets like super into subjects but anyway that uh yeah we just grew up like that mom forced us to show animals during the summer our whole life so (laughs) we trained animals all summer long and um we our animals were like you know just family and best friends and we had to watch like really rough things but we also experienced like so many beautiful things and the eyes that I had from all of that like I cry because I'm so thankful for them like still seeing the world through like those wondrous eyes like those curious child eyes that just every day is just an adventure yeah you know like you don't actually have to voyage somewhere different like it's all just how you see it yeah yeah every yeah every every day day during adventure yeah like winter break we just couldn't wait to wake up and sled all day or pull each other on the four-wheeler or make or make an igloo or make an igloo or yeah and we're still like that yeah we're still every day it snows and we're like let's go yes do yeah. something crazy in the snow. Yeah, completely, like, yeah, in the moment. We weren't worried about the next day. And um, our parents weren't close, really. And, I mean, we didn't think a lot of it. But we, when we were older, we kind of got the backstory of it all, and it made sense a little bit. Um, maybe we'll go into that on a different one. But... Um, we all stay like really close and like yeah really grouped together and i mean me robin and clover were still just hanging out together <laughs> trying to just <laughs> get back to the trees honestly yeah I'm trying to figure out ways to do that yeah yeah we would ride the four-wheeler all through the national forest and just like stop and look at the lakes or stop and like look at the trees it was just and we had such an appreciation for, like, the earth around us, you know? Like, sometimes you would just sit and stare at it, and it was just so beautiful, and you were just so filled with, like, you know, life. That's what nature, it's just, like, fills you with, like, a lot of life. And we hated school. Oh, like, yeah. oh, my God, every single day, it was just, like, when are we going back home? Like, just want to hide there, and, like... I'd even have, like, friends constantly calling to, like, ask if they can come over. And I'm like, Mom, like, tell them no, please. (laughs) I want to be alone out here just running free. Yeah. I know. It was funny because I always loved playing with my sisters, 
you know, at home. That was just my favorite thing to do. It was just out riding horses or anything, just out with my, my sisters and my brother. You know, and it still feels that way today. That's just what I want to do. And, I, you know, we all want to do that. We're just... Yeah. Yeah, we're very slow to meeting new people. <laughs> and it's just because, like, a lot... It's unfortunate that a lot of people don't get to grow up, like, with nature, with what we are. They grow up in a world that has been a little bit made up, you know? They grew up... Like, people are so weirded out when we tell them, like, I don't know what movie you're talking about. I don't know what show this is. Like, we never really watched TV. Yeah. Never really, like, you know, had, like, uh, like video games or any of the new uh, things or, like, trends and stuff. We're a little behind, just, like, out there in the forest. And um, so a lot of people have like a different kind of love or a different kind of perception and connection with people like ours is just a lot different yeah and it a lot yeah and a lot of that I think came from having just such real authentic like relationships with our animals and each other and just with you know the purity of nature and like animals and so that's how we view like friendship you know like the animals ever you know they they were never cruel like you know they loved your company and they would eat from your hand and you know we it was just this caring mutual caring relationship and so yeah we spoke through feeling and like through silence <clears throat> yeah like we honestly Absolutely. hardly talked to each other like really it was just all through just like like our souls speaking to each other yeah just like feeling and i don't know we were each so like independent too i feel like a big thing when you get like too close to society and this you know it's not the individual's fault I mean like the way people grow up it's so sad what like you know they're born into that's why I'm like fuck the like listen to your parents doctrine it's like definitely don't most of the time it's kind of just like go off on your own and learn because it's like you can't just keep repeating these false virtues and these societal things it's like you don't have to you don't have to put on an image and like be a part of the social game like definitely just like learn from your own experiences and I think that's something that you know like our parents were it was like a real dad was always at work and you know mom is our mom is like very free spirit so like we were each able to just kind of just explore this world individually which was awesome yeah she never really forced much on us she just let us go out adventure and learn things on her own we just had to go to church like a lot on sundays um i wasn't a huge fan but we found like a free a free way of interpreting it though which was awesome yeah, she'd always make us sing in front of the church. So. <laughs> yeah, we were that forced. I <laughs> constantly just pushed out of these comfort zones. Oh yeah, and always performing. Hanging yeah. out with weird family that we didn't want to talk to. Yeah, there'd always be like a um an evangelist family with like a huge amount of kids, and they'd come out to our farm and we'd feed them. And I mean, it was. <laughs> it felt like we always had that kind of it was interesting I mean I guess it was fun when the kids came out and played and stuff 
yeah, when we went to family's house, mom would make us stand up and sing in front of them. Oh, and it's like, yeah. we don't even know these people. Yeah. And, or just, yeah. But then once, you know, we got comfortable with, you could, we would tell stories and stuff. Yeah. And especially when I learned to yodel. My mom acted like she hated it while I was trying to yodel and it just sounded terrible. But then she was always like, okay, yodel. Yodel in front of these people that you have no idea who they are. And I was like, oh my gosh. Please, no. But it wasn't too bad. Those kind of things are what, you know, like you just got to not give a fuck what people think. And... I think it's, Bo helped a lot with that because we had to watch him all the time. Oh, and he would do yeah. the most embarrassing, embarrassing stuff in front of yeah. people. So you really just didn't I, have yeah. to care what anyone thought. Gotta lose the ego. I, I remember. Keep Bo alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember going. Yeah, Bo, make sure to keep your soul alive, man. <laughs> you learn what's important. But I remember going to a some kind of game and there's this shed behind this white fence in front of the school entryway he climbed it and he's on top of this shed and all these parents are just looking at me you better get him down you know <laughs> uh, and you know i'm like i can't like i am telling him to but like he doesn't listen to you at all he's a like, creature he does what he wants and you know he's he's a wild animal and you yeah. <laughs> you can't tame a wild animal yeah he's or very what free it's to do. <laughs> Yeah, and... Which is awesome. That's, like... So, growing up like that, and then kind of being thrusted into the world, like, each on our own, like, it... It was... Uh, it was just, like, such a wisdom has been found over the years. It's like, okay, yeah. like... Th- like, the way we grew up and that freedom of just, like, having our own garden and just, like, being wild every day and friends with just all life... Like, that is, like, that's truth. Like, that's where I feel truth. And, like, I was, like, I didn't like college. I didn't like school. I I don't, I, like, it's so hard for me to, like, think about, like, working at a job. Just, like, being mm-hmm. around people. I, like, just gotten so quiet over the years. Because a lot of people are just, you can't, you can't feel anything. It's just all this bullshit going on in the mind and it's it's just gotten like constant like self-projection yeah yeah but it's just like yeah freedom most people haven't had the opportunity to like just unlearn everything and just like be silent feel what freedom actually is and like just leave the job and just like go in the woods for like weeks or like you need to have those experiences because we are not meant to be wearing special clothes and in boxed square walls and you know doing all these things that people as a collective think are awesome that will totally like that takes away all freedom and uh, yes that's why I'm so thankful for the way we grew up because I'm able to like discern that and I think a huge part of our purpose is to help show people that because it's really not a common thing yeah which it should be because it's the only way to live to the interpretation live. of freedom in society is completely wrong yeah you know freedom is love and 
you know, just an appreciation for all living things and being able to relate and connect to all living things. And it's just in the moment, doing what the fuck you want to do and also just a complete understanding of love, oneness, and selflessness. Yeah. Like, you don't need all the things that you have, like... Well, you only so- you <clears throat> only have been using them because you had them, but if you got rid of a lot of them, you realize you never even needed them anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, just only do what you love. That's just what it. Follow the art because yeah. the art is in the heart, and your spirit has been. Your spirit can feel where it's supposed to be. It truly can. You just gotta. Like, our spirit comes into our body, and then as a child, it's so free, and, like, that's because your spirit is speaking, you haven't been indoctrinated, and then your mind, you start to learn, and it takes control, and it kind of just, like, shuts it off, shuts the spirit off, the body takes control, it's super physical, and it's, it's a, it's a controlled way of life, and your spirit just is kind of dormant, or, like, a lot of times, I think you can, like, leave, yeah, because you're not, like, following any <clears throat> true feeling or passions. Because, yeah, as a kid, kind of, like, just more than what you were saying. Like, yeah, our imaginary friends, you know, they probably really were real. And then, you know, as we got older, mm-hmm. people told us they weren't. So now we have to relearn how to get back to that imagination. You know, that's so much more important than knowledge or any sort of <clears throat> education you could get from school. You know, your imagination is everything. Like, I find more truth in fantasy anyway because people think so practically like it's nothing it's nothing like true it's they can't think beyond the mind they can't feel beyond the mind like and they say there's more philosophy found in your body than in you know your practice like your body when it's connected with spirit it like will remember things it's just a process of unlearning this human condition all the human things that you've been taught and it's it's crazy once you start to realize it because it's like a lot of people just they've got no idea like they just think it's life and they're like make money you know work eat sleep but it's like do you even like just sit and think about money for just a minute too like it's just an idea And and there are people controlling it and that controls your time and the time is your life these moments and you're trading them for this fake idea that is the ever-changing dollar yeah and i also notice people have almost a joy in instilling fear in other people because they think oh if i you know they because they're unhappy for some reason because some I don't know why unconscious thing or because they're not very spiritually smart um they want to instill fear and they want to keep you like them and you got to look past those tricks and say i'm not going to be afraid i'm not listening to what you're saying yeah and that's why like the bible kind of confused me for a while too because um it's like why why is there so much virtue in it but then at the same time it's completely based on fear and having this one uh like victory man just like save you it's just like fear is not that is that is one of the lowest frequencies you can experience and it's not even real like it's just the future 
that hasn't happened yet. All it is is an idea. We're in this moment. <clears throat> but yeah, man, I remember being in fear all the time, thinking like, oh, what is God going to think if I do this? this exactly. This? But yeah, once you lose it's that idea, confining, you're for completely sure. free. <laughs> and you can really manifest or create, yeah, whatever you dream of. Yeah. And you lose that fear. It's like as kids, we were just experiencing and just like kind of just your own God, you know, just creating your own experiences, just really flowing. You weren't thinking about past or future. You were just completely in the moment you were feeling. And then recently, yeah, I've just kind of felt like I've gotten back to that where it's like, you know, you're your own God. You're your own conscious creator. And people, certain people don't want you to be that because you're very threatening to them you're very threatening to the system when you realize your power and because everything is energy everything it's a frequency and a vibration it is not just like a body that thinks and stays within these limits and can just think and get better at something like it's it's magic it's literal magic and we've been so shut off to that and church doesn't want you to know that uh politics don't want you to know that the average fucking idiot doesn't want you to know that and they'll never know that like people just can find themselves in their own prison and they become so attached to their idea that when you bring up just a new free idea to them they get so offended and feel like they have to defend this idea or social norm and it's honestly like why even grab on to an idea like just just don't know anything have haven't have no idea about anything like just be the constant watcher and like learner and just like just kind of just go through life with a feeling like words are just kind of made up they have their own interpretation as well so it's honestly just like our our mind isn't capable of grasping you know a creator or what really is going on but you can just speak through feeling try to see what's going on but you don't have to like define yourself by it you don't have to defend this idea because I mean honestly you really don't know and you're a lot more free when you don't feel like you have to constantly defend this identity of who you are because we eventually start to think like we're only like a piece of nature but really we are nature like itself yeah we are a part of it all like, we're all the same thing. But I do feel like us humans, like, because we were talking about this a little bit, where it's like, we're like animals, but we're also completely, like, separate, too. Because we have, like, skin, and we, like, are a little more conscious. And um, we get sicknesses that, like, animals don't really get. We're definitely not, like, supernatural here. Like, I feel like we were definitely kind of introduced somehow we were like some alien dna that was like mixed with some like um, animal dna monkey probably i was fully formed and then we ate mushrooms and got smart (laughs) who knows but honestly it's like the animals live more pure and truthful because they don't have the moral sense you know with the ability to do right there's also that equal chance to do evil just guts deeper both ways and 
Yeah. <laughs> we kind of went yeah. off a little bit. <laughs> I think also yeah. animals, they, um, they listen to Mother Nature and they're just find a lot of contentment with just following their instincts and being in the flow with their mother and you know they just know she'll take care of them and you know yeah like you know spiders they just they make their web (laughs) (laughs) um you know they just follow their instincts and and they know the mother takes care of them and you know they just have this beautiful you know they know they're all one and yeah Um, it's really beautiful the way animals and insects and fish and birds all live together it's it's beautiful and the more we stare at it we just start to see the actual beauty and just beautiful design and all of it is just it's, it's yeah it's just really beautiful if we just start to look at it I wish everyone would just start to look at it and see how beautiful the animals live with each other because maybe we would start to live with each other that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just kind of crazy how it was such an organic place with just trees and rivers and grass and then now there's, like, this is what alien Brick places walls, would look like. You building cement. roads, there's these cars and flying stuff everywhere. Wi-Fi towers. Climbing <laughs> up and just constantly focused on innovation and progressing and, you know, what for? What for? How much better of a life is it? People are so sad. People are mean. It's like, I'd rather have a really hard time and be hungry, but being able to swim in the river and trade food with everybody and just just live. like Just mm-hmm. like real survival. Yeah. And I also think just... You know, a lot of sickness dwells in some people, and then somehow those people, um, you know, get into government positions and authority positions, and they just spread their sickness. It's just that a lot of sickness dwells in their mind, and you know we have to. There's no such thing as authority, if <laughs> you know. There's no such thing as it. We could all just be living in the wilderness, and living on the land. Yeah, you don't need it. The need for power grows uh, just from greed and like. And people find comfort having someone of gratitude create like their steps of life. Yeah, people people think it's easy, and yeah, they they're really not free. Yeah, they're attached to the school work. It's safe. Social norms. And it's like, just break free. Like, I urge anyone listening to this to just drop everything. Just take a backpack of what you think you need. And, no, I'll tell you what you need in your backpack. (laughs) You just need, if you're going in the summer, you just need, like, a sweatshirt and some good shoes and uh, shorts and sweatpants or leggings and maybe a water filter if you've never drank in like creek water I don't know but you can fill it out (laughs) and um just some like trail mix or like freeze-dried meals go out into the woods for just like a week or a couple days and feel the discomfort 
and like feel through it and then just go to a lake and just get fresh water and sleep under the stars and just like it just just do it you'll feel the beauty and you'll feel the truth and you'll realize when you come back that like none of it makes sense you don't need all of it like it's crazy when you go out there and you can just hear elk just like screaming to each other and squirrels just running around all night and you know it's like we're afraid of the wilderness and it's like why like when do we become so afraid of it why are we so distanced from it like we're we're here on this place we should be living like the rest of it none of it makes sense and that's why growing up on the farm and in the forest, like, showed us that joy and showed us that truth and, you know, things that aren't spoken in words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I felt most free <clears throat> with the silence in the woods. Yeah, it's kind of scary in society. Like, I hate the word corporation. What were other words that we hate? Federal. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Bank. Yep. Just a bunch of, yeah, extra things you don't need. Just, they make, made life, like, super complicated. Well, none of it makes sense. Just none more rules. Why are there rules? None of it makes sense at all. Just the whole process of power and extreme comfort, which we definitely do not need. No, yeah, there's more life, you know, living completely on survival. Even if, say, you only live for a few years, you at least lived way more than maybe someone who lived and don't, 50 years in a corporation. Yeah, and don't be so afraid of death. Like... Like, sometimes it saddens me that I won't get to know, like, my sisters and my family, like, in the same kind of expression because it's so fucking awesome. But we're completely, like, infinite. Like, like Alan Watts said, like, what, what, do you know what it's like to wake up after having never gone to sleep? Well, that was when you were born. And uh, that's exactly what's just going to continue to keep happening you're just a spirit that will travel and so it's like don't be so afraid like pain is such a short thing yeah life here was death and maybe a different dimension and death here will be life in another place and i think this has got to be one of the hardest dimensions or places you could probably exist in how about we all came here because we were from somewhere else and we saw it and we were like it needs help like you know we need to like we need to shift it we need to like do something there we all came here and most of us couldn't make it through like it was hard to remember what you were and you you know it's it's a hard one to go into so it's like only the strongest spirit survives so try to just unlearn everything that you've been taught and just sit in silence try to feel and learn from within yeah other than having to read or watch the news Yep, none of that stuff is real. It's called a program for a reason. Yeah, you're just a spirit in inside of matter, you know, and the goal is to go back from matter into a spirit. 
and, and your probably, spirit is this formless you know you know i don't really know what it is but, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's you know just it's the just a whole energy form yeah and it's also the infinite and there's nothing scary about it like just change form and continue yeah like i love the idea where they're like who are you because that's when you can really shatter a lot of like your self-illusions without like who are you without saying your family name without saying your job without saying i guess what school you've gone to like who are you underneath all of those layers and i guess when you start shedding every one of those what we've mainly realized is we're just love and love is an existence it is all the cells in your body that love each other so much that they stay together it's even that chair right next to you it's just uh it's just not vibrating fast enough to move it stays in one spot but it all just loves each other and stays in contact and so and even like hate that's love in the opposite direction it is uh matter just and atoms just drawn to something different loving something else repelling the other you know repulsion like it's still love hatred and fear is love upside down yeah existence is love and it's like our love has almost become at least like in like major society it's become almost like not like real love like everyone thinks love is um i don't know an idea of being married on a piece of paper or just this emotion of having someone make you feel good for some time or i don't know people have their own ideas of it but yeah it's like just forget all that bullshit just quit talking (laughs) stop talking (laughs) and just feel it I'll tell you what yes. love is. Love is playing that banjo. Right? <laughs> <laughs> My fingers love those strings so much. <laughs> They'll just pick them all night long. <laughs> Picking and grinning. That's what love is. <laughs> What's love to you, Katina Lou? <laughs> In the slopes. Yeah. <laughs> In the slopes. <laughs> what about you, Tweety Bird? It's playing with horses or kissing or hugging the trees <laughs> she's a tree kisser god help us all yeah we had a lady actually trying to tell us that yoga um, evil. is evil and it's like why are you so like closed off just try to like open your mind a bit it's like yes we like i don't know it's freedom and uh, it's it's not like bringing on spirits and devils like people they try to like the church tries to make you afraid of your own spiritual power it's crazy it's yeah, they so think crazy. it's demonic but you know really your it's your wisdom it's your magic it's your yeah. you know it's your fucking it's your craft it's your like you know witchcraft isn't a bad thing <laughs> it can be a bad thing but it's like yeah. that's just like it's just love with nature and tapping into your body. Mm-hmm. Everything is hidden inside of your body. And yeah. once you tap into all of that, you gain, like, like there's no original thought. 
like everything is a vibration that has like come into our minds and these are like when you're like when you match with that vibration it'll come into you so it's like when you have that thought that's so big and so creative it's there because it knows it can express itself through you so you you gotta just follow those vibrations and I can't remember what I was really saying before that. <laughs> but that's like you when you start writing. Like, Grace, when she starts writing, I swear there's like a golden light <laughs> going into her crown. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely written things where, yeah, I honestly, I'll read it after. And I'm like, I have no idea, really, honestly. Like, Robin and Clover read way more than me. And sometimes I'll write things that, like, it's just crazy. Like, you, like it's all just around us and in us you just got to open up your body and your spirit to it and it was after I opened up my heart chakra like that I felt I could feel deeply with everything and I was getting a lot of like I just felt a lot of wisdom in me and just like things were just like making sense and like I don't know it's crazy but we'll talk on chakras later. <laughs> There's something crazy in that. But for now, go into the forest, sit down, and just say thank you for an hour. <laughs> and you'll feel amazing. <laughs> yeah, that. moral of the story. <laughs> just say thank you in the forest. <laughs> like, just like, attitude. I'm just joking. But. That's something awesome to do for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that kind of... I guess it kind of like wraps it up. There's definitely lots of tangents we can go off yeah. on. Um, yeah. But it's like you're you're kind of your own teacher. There's stuff inside of you that you should just try to tap into and just get back to how you lived as a kid. Like, you know, what were the fascinating things? Like, how long did a journey go on? You know, and like Mama said, it went on and on and on. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank you. <laughs> Hope to see you again soon. Or, I mean, yeah, do something. <laughs> All right.